makes you such a threat? We choose the right to be who we are. We know the difference between the reality of freedom and the illusion of freedom. There's a way to live with Earth and a way not to live with Earth. We choose the way of Earth. It's about power. Chasha. Betu Washtelo, Chante Washte, Napechu Zapielo, Unkipiki He Washtelo. Greetings and good day and welcome, my relatives. I shake your hands with good feelings in my heart, and it's good for all of us to be here. In addition to relativity, this is First Voices Radio. And I send you greetings and strength from the east gate of Turtle Island, where the sun and the water touch the earth at once. I'm Teokas and Ghost Horse, and this is an all-native hosted, all-native produced First Voices Radio. And Liz Hill is the producer of First Voices Radio. Our studio engineer is Malcolm Byrne. And you can now hear us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprouts, Spotify, as well as firstvoicesindigenousradio.org for archive and downloading and listening. Our first guest, Vince Fontaine, who is Anishinaabe, has been at the forefront of indigenous music making in Canada for more than 30 years. Based in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Vince is a Juno Award-winning founder of First Nations rock icon Eagle and Hawk. He is the founder and band leader of the Winnipeg folk pop collective Indian City. And I talk with Vince about Indian City's fourth album, Code Red, which was just released. And Vince says... Code Red became a much-used term in 2020, expressing a state of global health emergency during the pandemic. However, in the indigenous world, it has been an ongoing series of Code Reds for decades, if not centuries. This is where the concept and themes for the album emerged. And we begin with the question of the star nations and star peoples. Thank you for having me on as your music guest, Jimmy Gwaitch. My project, Indian City, which I started coming up to 10 years. 10-year anniversary in uh, February, so just a few months short. This will be our fourth album. We have a new album called Code Red coming out. Every artist probably says this, oh, this is our coolest, our best work. But I'm really excited about this album. And you mentioned Star People as an opening thought. It is interesting, uh, you know, as an Indigenous person, as you just mentioned, it's, it's all a part of the journey story or the creation story. I often like to... Um, grab some thoughts and ideas from my heritage. I'm like many people in North America, we're affected by colonization and residential school. And one of my biggest regrets is I, I don't know 
everything I'd like to know about my culture and including the language. I do understand quite a bit more Ojibwe words and talk than I did 10, 15 years ago. In my music career in the last 25 plus years, uh, starting with Eagle and Hawk and then the last 10 years with Indian City, I try and, um, you know, sketch out music that often, not always, uh, often comes through the Indigenous lens. So give some thought to, um, you know, some ideas of songs. We write about particular themes and issues that are important in our communities, whether it's um, the last album called Here and Now, we talked about missing and murdered Indigenous women. We talked about the children of residential school, about the here and now, but we also talked about the fire won't die. And so just wanted to give you a little background on my trajectory as it keeps going, I hope. Yeah, so Star People is a track. Um, it's, um, I think it's a really beautiful composition. You know, in the morning when I wake up, I start thinking about ideas or I let them flow through me in a sense. And just as, as a creator or artist, I think that's what happens sometimes. They just show up or you arrive at that place in time where there's your piece of art waiting for you and you have to grab it and sketch it out on whatever canvas you're working on. And so I, I started thinking about that and I started thinking about the little knowledge I had of the creation story and journey. And I did a little research. I talked to a few people in my community and including my one of my best friends who's also my first cousin uh, is Phil Fontaine who was the who, who was the former national chief in Canada the Assembly of First Nations and we spoke about that and I thought I said hey is it is it kind of a little cheesy to just call a song star people and it's not directly about the creation story it's about us as a people and how we journey on and this is Today, we're in the now, which is in the physical realm. But uh, yesterday or be beyond, we were in a different place. And and tomorrow and beyond, we'll be in a different place. In a sense, that's what the journey of Star People is in my mind. I have to uh, think about the lyrics. It's simple. It's just, uh, you know, let's look beyond. Let's travel to where we are. Let's uh, take me to the stars and find out who we are is one of the lyrics. It just talks about who we are as, as a people and uh, what does that mean and we can never go too far there's another dimension and realm uh, beyond the physical and this is where i think uh, the star people story um, is part of we're on the road we're leaving now gonna find the place they call tomorrow tomorrow it's the place we dreamed about if we go there ain't no doubt they'll Suddenly we've come this far I realize there's so much more to this life This life And I believe in you And if you believe in me We're there by daylight oh. Take me to the stars We can never go too far To the stars. Let's find out who we are. Who we are. I wrote a song with you in mind. We can pass the past with you in mind for right now. Mm, right now. I had a dream of you and I. Seven sacred teachings. Show us why and show us how. Show us how. 
hear the voice of Mother Earth. She's asking what she's really worth. She's crying. Take me to the stars. We can never go too far. Yeah, take me to the stars. I think that's a great start, Vince. And when I'm thinking about star people coming back now to a planet and the song Code Red from the album Code Red, okay, this is danger. There's a warning going on here. We're Code Red now with the climate. Well, oh, let me tell you, I think you hit it right on the, the nail right on the head there, which my thought and premise going into this was. Um, I mean, let's be honest, our people, our communities live in code red. And let, let me interpret that with that code red is an English word. And I'll tell you a little side story on that shortly. But it's absolutely it's uh, the, the lyric in the song code red. This ain't no warning. This is code red. The, these things are still existing, uh, whether it's water, housing, inequality, justice, um, the song isn't so much continued, hey, you guys, wake up and shake you up, uh, you know, we need justice. We do need justice, but we want to, again, Code Red is all those things that we know that exist. And you expanded on that immediately when you said climate. Well, the climate uses the word Code Red for their climate uh, discussion. Now, that's their header, right? Earth is in the state of Code Red in the climate conversation. So that's that's such a big thing. And that's really what the whole lyric of the song Code Red is, is about. It touches on all those things. And uh, as we started off there, it, it is instantly about those urgencies. And I'll tell you a side story. In our cover of the album cover, it's Code Red. It's in English. It, I think the cover looks really good. I love the deep red in it. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to write Code Red in Indigenous syllabics, which is... It's kind of an indigenous form of writing with symbols. They're written in syllabics, indigenous type of writing. Now, I wanted to get a, a translation of it. And I kept asking people, how do you translate code red? It kept coming back to me with different type of interpretations or writing. It finally occurred to me when I decided I didn't want to use the syllabics because um, we weren't finding one universal translation of it. But as I walked away from it days later, it occurred to me, what I'm really trying to say with the title Code Red is urgency. The urgencies abound with us on the earth, in the world, in our communities. You know, especially we can look at the political divides that are happening 
uh, not only in Canada and the U.S., but you know around the world. These are urgencies that the message, if we adhere and remember the seven sacred teachings, perhaps we'll arrive at a closer place of understanding and generosity. And so that kind of circles back and sums up what Code Red is. It's it. Let's you know realize we are have having an urgency of issues in the world, and it's probably not not anything new. This is something that goes on and on, but here we are today, right? So when I read Indian City in the bio that you founded, Vince Fontaine, uh, when I talked about when I think about pop rock group out of Canada, mm-hmm. we're we're thinking about, well, is it a facsimile to other pop? But yet it it has this flavor meaning something. But now we're looking for the true meaning and a lot of people. And I just did an interview 
where, according to some professors out of North Carolina, University of North Carolina, that there were mm-hmm. 30 to 1 wannabes in the United mm-hmm. States and possibly North America. You know, who are we when everybody wants to be who we are? You know, we could look back uh, over the last few decades, three decades, let's even go. Let's go back to the early 90s. Uh, it's almost there was a, a wave of interest, you know, with the I called it the Dances with Wolves era, you know, or the Thunderheart era. And people seem to be wanting to be interested in being Native American and Indigenous. Right. They thought, oh, wow, these people are uh, they have kind of a, a pulse to the to the ground of Mother Earth and all that. So I think if that's what you're saying about wannabes, people want to be Native American. Is that what you're kind of saying? Indigenous perhaps that's what i'm saying now because a lot of people maybe they're unsatisfied with themselves so they want to say well i'm part this and part that and it gives me the right to, to be all of that here's a here's a cool experience i had back in the um, mid 90s when i started going to um germany um germany has its own history with indigenous people dating back to world war 2 with with um, Native American servicemen and women, and they started having powwows there. And so with that, they probably started experiencing Native culture. And then if you expand that into their, some of their popular reading uh, materials, they had these fantasy stories that were written by Carl May, and he had the creation of the character Vinnie Too. He was kind of like an Indiana Jones meets, um, you know, kind of a Native American from, uh, you know, defender of the land, uh, you know, meets like an Indiana Jones. <laughs> but this became really big because in, in Germany, there's at least two, maybe there was three before, but they have these um, Carl May museums. You know, they have this Native American artifact stuff. People were aware of nativeness and spirituality and its relationship to one another and Mother Earth. Well, the Germans really uh, picked up on that and embraced it and, in a sense, lived it. There was hobbyist groups that would uh, have powwows and teepees on, you know, weekends uh, in the summer. And uh, Eagle and Hawk Band, my group I started in the mid-90s, we were in Europe a lot, in particular Germany. And we had met a lot of those people who wanted to be, want to be, wanted to be. Because, as they said in their own voice... We don't have the spirit in our culture. We're not finding that warm and true spirit in Christianity. No offense to Christianity, but the people we met, and it was wide and widespread in Europe where we went, they felt that we were offering a warm, true, authentic spirit, which was true to the creator, the creator of the whole universe and the world. It was very interesting to experience that. So I went to Europe from the early 90s continuously. I've gone to Europe 38 times, actually. I I remember I counted not long ago. I met a lot of people over the years in all those countries, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, uh, France, uh, even in Eastern Germany, uh, Poland and the Czech and Austria. But that was the same thing. They were something they really enjoyed about, you know, our culture, indigenous culture, Native American culture. And at the time, I don't mean to say anything either way about it, but I called it, you know, the kind of the dances with wolves era. There was a certain interest at the time, even though that was stereotypical and it didn't embrace or understand or present all of our tribes in Turtle Island. 
but it gave a glimpse of you know of Native American relationship to one another in the earth, right? So, so that that suggestion that it's thirty to one doesn't surprise me at all. There's still many beauties and keys that we hold. We're still the caretakers of Turtle Island, as far as I'm concerned. Such a good thought. And I'm thinking that because my experience is in, in Europe where there are hobbyists and in my language called Washichu, and they're actually speaking Lakota, a lot more sterilized than, than we could ever speak it. So according to your album sequence here, the path for giving smile, walk around the world, storyteller. And I'm reading here, often highlighting issues of the past, present and the future. Overall, Native people have really haven't gotten away from the path. And yet, in, in that ways, are forgiving, you know, all the errors that we make. But it seems to me when we get together as Native people, no matter what tribe we're from, we're always laughing, enjoying the, the heck out of yeah. life. So now I hear your storytelling coming through it. Yes, absolutely. So I'll comment on a couple of points there. Number one is you're absolutely right, forgiving. But the cool thing about that song, Forgiving, it's actually two meanings. It's forgiving. We've got to forgive, but we're going to be for giving. We want to be giving to one another. And that's the message of that song as well, which I think is that's one of our inner gifts that the creator has given us. And it's part of our conviction. You know, we have these blanket dances and we have we give to one another in our circle. And that's really what that song is. Uh, you're absolutely right. Oh, I got to mention something quickly here, too. Uh, the first Indian City album, which is called Vince Fontaine's Indian City, there is a wonderful song called Laughing Song on there. And it's sung by the um, by William Prince, who's very well known in Canada and making his way around the world now. Oh, there's my dog. Hang on a second. He, you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to check the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so what I was going to say as well is... Um, Storyteller, in a sense, is the final track on the album, right? But it really, in a sense, sums up the album. Everybody's story is so important. Everybody is important, and we all have a story to tell. And that's, um, I think, the generosity of our people to one another. This is what we want to do. Not that we always do it correctly, because we, we make mistakes. We're human. But at the end of the day, this is what we're told. We are storytellers. And, uh, you know, as, as the song goes, uh, you're a storyteller, you are truth, you're sharing truth, yours and mine. This is so timely, as always, any Native albums that are looking at the issues, current, past, or in the future. It's, it's so important because of our ties, our relationship with the earth. You're tying somebody else who I was in 1992 at a concert in in Palo Alto, California, when we were celebrating 500 years of survival uh, mm -hmm. at Centennial. Mm -hmm. And Carlos Santana put on, put on a concert. And out of those days came Supernatural. Well, I mean, Indian City Band was born out of some ideas and conviction. Two main sources of reference came about. One is I watched a PBS special on a New York City band called the Fania All-Stars. The Fania All-Stars was the Latin Latino group that coined the phrase salsa music. They were a salsa group big band that fused salsa music and kind of music from um you know from the upper uh upper, upper west side with um you know three or four singers hector laveau was one of the great singers that uh, we can google he's um 
very famous, and uh, they had that sound. So that gave me an idea. Hey, I am a guitar player. I'm not the lead singer. This is a cool idea. I have two or three singers, right? So that was one thing. And then in 2011, I had always been a fan of Carlos Santana as a guitar player. One of my favorites. I would say my top two favorite guitar players that I listened and was influenced, Carlos Santana and Jimmy Page. I do a lot of my acoustic writing, you know, and that's a Jimmy Page influence, but Carlos Santana. And so in August of 2011, I was thinking about this new group. had no idea what it was going to be or called. I, I flew to Calgary to watch Carlos Santana. And there it was. There he was in his magic, guitar player. He wasn't the lead singer, but he had a couple of singers and a full band. And I thought, this will be like the model of the new band I would start. And at the time, I called it Vince Fontaine's Indian City. And that was the starting out of the gate of it. And sometimes the name or the brands change a bit. Uh, but that was the first album. And the album was called Super Nation. And it wasn't to steal from Supernatural, but it was like, of course, we're a super nation. We're indigenous. We just haven't been called that by so many people over and over again. That's how that was born out of the whole Indian City band was born out of that. We're speaking with Vince Fontaine, who's a founder of Indian City, a pop rock group out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And this growing number of Indigenous artists sharing toward a strong and, I would say, influential legacy of Indigenous peoples. Because you just described how influential we are as Native peoples all over the world. And I know this is yeah. true. And so yeah. therefore, Super Nation is exactly bringing the earth towards this consciousness that most of the world has forgotten that we are from the earth. And so I want to congratulate you on this new release, your fourth album, Code Red, uh, released this month, November 2021. And Vince, anything that I that you want to add? Uh, no, I think that I think that's it. I think I would encourage your listeners, uh, whether they're here um, in uh, North America on Turtle Island, or especially um, the um, listeners in Europe and in Germany, of course, uh, Indianish rock, pop, Os Canada, Os uh, America. <laughs> okay. So, okay. All I remember, yeah, all in, back in the day when we used to be speaking some little German from the stage, right? All right. And they would call us, they would call us Indianus Band. Indiana band, right? <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's an honor talking with you, Vince Fontaine, and and bringing all your musicians: um, the vocalist Don Romero, Jeremy Cause, Neil Mason, Gabriel Fontaine, and longtime mate Lawrence Spatch Muhal. And this is Indian yeah. City, the composition of Indian City. It's good to have you here, Vince. Thanks again for letting us listen to your album, Code Red. Okay, Jamie Gwage, thank you.
Storyteller by Indian City. Our next guest, Craig Santiago, had been walking and walking and walking and walking. And did you know that humans are designed to be outdoors and our brains are wired to respond to the smells, sights, and sensations we received there? But when we spend time outside, it makes us healthy and happier and good mood really does. Think about this. And, um, if you really want to decrease your stress or all of those things that society's ills and ailments bring upon us, um, you know, everything gets refreshed out there and restored. You, you remember better. Um, your concentration and focus gets a whole lot better, improving. Um, you're positive about many things and you seem to bring walls down because in nature there are no walls. And I think that's a good thing. Our next guest, Craig Santiago, or Santi, is an international touring mus- musician and visual artist. And he, he is not in the, when he is not in the recording studio, Santi can be found hiking in the Catskill Mountains and beyond. And Santi has shown his visual art in numerous art galleries and he has toured internationally and stateside. He has a new record out under his name titled Heavy Like Feather. And this is Greg Santiago and telling us about those great adventures outdoors for hundreds, if not thousands of miles that he's walked so far since this time of the COVID. I'd like to welcome Craig Santiago to First Voices Radio. And again, Craig Santiago, who is a walker, a Taino walker. And I ran into Santi several years ago. And since the COVID virus hit in this area all over the world, really, and in Santi, I saw again this year at a fire, and it was amazing about your story about walking throughout all the Catskill Mountains and how this was such a healing motion that you were expressing the forest in a way. Being a Native person, I could feel that there was something that you were carrying there, Santi, and I wanted to know what started you off with just thinking about how to walk? What compelled you to walk all the trails here in the Catskills Mountains? Well, I've been an avid hiker my whole life. When the pandemic started, 
I want you to stay with high spirits because I know it's been hard for a lot of people. And for me, the best place that I ever can be is with Mother Nature. It's where I feel the best. It's where I do the best. And that's why I, I chose to start my hiking on a daily. Normally, I just hike my whole life. This time it was with purpose. And I wanted to do a consecutive um, a year. I wanted to go for a year every single day and start my hiking on a daily. And that's what started out in the beginning was because I didn't want to be brought down by everything that was happening around me. And, and there's a lot to be brought down about, but at the same time, there's a lot to give thanks for. And whenever I'm in the woods with the mother, that's when I feel my best. So I give thanks that I'm able to be out there in the woods and with the animals and the spirits and the wind and the stars and the sun and the moon and all of it. That's basically what drove me to go further into continuing on my everyday journey. Santi, take us on, on your journey as you start out and on a normal day. So basically it changes, but normally I am in the Catskill Park. So basically I walk out my door and I make my way to the trailhead and then I continue on the trailhead. Uh, luckily, I, I talk to the trees. There's a bridge that I come to. Before I cross over the bridge, there's, it's, a, it's a bridge that crosses the water. And as I go over the bridge, I give my thanks to the water because without the water, we don't exist. As I go over that bridge, I give my thanks to that water and I continue giving thanks all the way up to a waterfall that I hike to. And then up beyond the falls, I continue and make my way back up the mountain, uh, up in the sundown forest region. So from there, basically, I'll do, um, it, it's not, not set in stone, but anywhere from 5 to 22 miles daily is my routine. So it really is depicted by how much time I have. And either way, I am out there. I, I've walked through every snowstorm we've had this year, every rainstorm, hurricane, nor'easta. Pretty much whatever the day brings is I welcome it. And if it's going to be raining that day, then it's going to be raining that day. And per se, oh, it's raining out. I don't feel like doing this. That doesn't factor in. It's just whatever the day is, I'm going out to do my hike either way. Santi, when you're out there in the medicine, I would call it, and you're giving thanks and appreciation and gratitude for everything, do you often think about what these trails, if someone really set them or that the, the native people who are still here, not in the past, but we're still here, you and I are still here. When people say, well, the, the natives used to be here, they used to do this, they were here. And most people don't realize what kind of psychology that is. It's saying, well, the land is, is up for grabs, so to speak, but you walk differently. And I want to know, you're Taino and you walk daily. I can't imagine how many miles you've walked since what last year, a year, and what that entails. And that's like two thirds across the continent, North America, from East Coast to West Coast. And thinking about that, it's like, how many pairs of shoes did you wear out, Santi? <laughs> okay, so I am currently on my fourth pair of shoes. I haven't counted, but I know I'm somewhere in the 1700 mile zone. Um, it could be a little bit higher. I haven't sat down and I, I log all of my hiking, so I know exactly what it is, but I let a month go before I count. My, my goal is 2200 miles this trip around. 
And yes, it's been, I'm on my fourth pair of shoes. And I do think about my native brothers and sisters that were been on that trail. And I do, when I see rock walls and I, when I see cer- certain things in the woods that were put there by someone and that someone being, those are the someones that I'm thinking about. When I, when I see all these things up in the woods, I do think about our, our, our brothers and sisters that came before. And it's funny that you say that, yes, I am part Taino. And the funny thing is that some people like to say that we don't exist. And here we are having a conversation with each other existing. I'm very proud to, of my Taino heritage and my brothers and sisters of all walks of all indigenous peoples. I'm very proud of all of them. And the woods is very magical for me. It, it teaches me, it, it, you know, people don't realize that you can ask and ask and you shall receive. If, if you want to know things, you could, you could talk to the trees, you can talk to the water, you can talk to everything out in the woods. And, and if you listen, you'll get answers. And answers sometimes come from human beings. And I, I remember you related a story about meeting an older gentleman, probably in his 80s, maybe 90s, that he gave you some advice on where to go. Could you share that story? I, w- I was up on the upper region headed towards Pecamoose Road. It's, um, it's a 22-mile round trip. And I met this gentleman up on the trail, and he was driving because there's a part of the trail that I hike on that you can actually drive a jeep on an off-road vehicle and, and he saw me and he stopped because he, he doesn't see too many people up there walking and he's an avid hiker as well so he stopped and we started discussing hiking and he told me there was a couple of bushwhacks that I had been looking at trying to get up to the top of you know every day I just look and look and I, I observe and I check out the ways through and this gentleman had he told me that he's been seeing me all the time and he said you know I got a little secret for you. If you if you take this trail, there's a bushwhack that he cut himself um, somewhat 30 years ago and made a path up onto the top of the mountain that I've been trying to get up on top. And he, he, he shared a secret with me of a way that I can make my way up to the trail that he had cut in to get up on top of the mountain. Now, I was very fortunate that this gentleman shared it with me because it's not something that he just tells people. The reason that he told me, because he had been seeing me for months and months out there. And he said, well, you're dedicated. So I'm going to share with you a, a little way up to the top of that mountain. So I was very grateful for that gentleman. And I look forward to seeing him again. He's a person in, in our community that's been here for a long time. And I always enjoy talking with people that have knowledge that are out in the woods. The thing I love about meeting people like that gentleman in the woods as well is that people make time for you when you're when you're out there walking it's it's not like a for the most part it's people aren't having their headphones on and they don't have their phone with them or in their hand because we don't get service up in a lot of the regions that i'm hiking in so it's really nice when you come across another human that wants to sit and talk to you and not and not uh you know, be looking at their phone and that can communicate with you in, in a way that I, I, I'd really admire when people can make the time for each other. We're talking with Greg Santiago, who is a, an avid hiker, a, a trail maker, uh, heritage of the Taino. 
from the islands and yet it's the mainland we're connected related this way and you also like you say you find certain things maybe rock walls i know because you've shown to me that you are studying on this way you're studying the medicine in the ground called mushrooms yes so it's fascinating everywhere you look so i've been photojournaling um, my my trip as well as I've been photojournaling mushrooms. And, and it's a fascinating world. And there's a lot to be learned from them. There's a lot of medicine. There's a, a lot of, uh, of beauty. And so I've been photojournaling mushrooms. And it's, it's funny because today I was on my hike and I wasn't seeing a lot of mushrooms at the time. And it's a little bit harder now that all the full foliage is down. So it's a little bit hard. So I said to spirit, I said, you know, maybe you could show me some mushrooms today. And, and the second I asked, there was a beautiful shelf mushroom looking down on me. I'm fascinated by mushrooms. They're incredible beauty. And every now and then I'll see a squirrel rolling around on the ground and I'll look over and I'll say, oh, and then I see a couple of bites taken out of a mushroom. So it's interesting to see which mushrooms the animals are choosing to to do and when i talk about mushrooms of course mushrooms can also be um not very good for you so i stream with caution for anybody that goes around mushrooms if if you're going to eat them that's a whole nother trip uh also consult with an expert on any kind of that i don't really eat mushrooms so for me it's the fascination is with the complete beauty and the spirit of the mushroom itself I think that's very important to say that to a lot of native peoples in, in any area, the animals showed us what, what mushrooms were good for eating and microdosing, so to speak. And um, so one, one more thing, Santi, is um, you were a musician, a long time musician. I've heard you percussionist. When you walk those miles daily, what music goes through your head do you hear the rhythm of the earth do you hear the birds you, is this part of your medicine to bring that music out of the woods and express the woods well 100 i'm a visual artist as well as a musician and all of my inspiration comes from mother nature whether it be in my art or whether it be through my music 100 take my inspiration from mother earth without a doubt it is in different rhythms that I hear from birds singing and, and from, from, from everything, from the way the, the water flows against the rocks and the tapping and the very bowels of the earth that you can hear churning in the water with the rocks and the rhythms through the water, all of it. Internally, I internalize it. I give 100% of my creative flow comes from nature and I'm, I'm ever grateful for it. Well, thank you, Greg Santiago, for being here on First Voices Radio. And I'm thinking about you just described something very metabolic to me that while walking through the woods, the composition is already there. So you're just listening to it and you put it in your, your hands and you therefore you're coming and you're performing nature all the time. And I want to express what you're saying about the earth, because what I'm feeling, Santi, is that the message that you're bringing is much bigger than you or me. And to me, this is the Catskill area. It's, it's a no, the old mountains, but yet native people are here everywhere. And I feel that 
And I want to tell this to people in Canada, to the people all over the United States called Turtle Island, any place you're listening in the world, that this land that we walk, that you walk, Santi, it's still there. And if people could respect it the way you respect it, then it will always be there. And not just for humans, but for all that life that you encounter every day walking. So, but any last thoughts, Santi? I, I'm very grateful for what you're doing, Teokasin, and on your journey as well, because through you, we can have the voice of people that are, are convening with nature. So I would like to thank you on your journey, and that's a whole trip, and I'm sure your listeners know about your journey, but I, I would just like to give thanks to you and say ho to all our brothers and sisters out there. And for anyone that is feeling ailment or anything, you, you want to feel a little bit better, whether it be two steps on the ground with your bare feet, try to make the connection because it's there for us. I encourage people to get outside and be a steward of, of nature and, and try to try to try to make the connection. It's there for us to make. And I feel the more you can vene with nature, the better you'll feel in many ways. I can't express how, how much nature has done for me, and, and I'm grateful for that. So if I were to say anything to anyone, it would be to, to go out there, spend yourself some time in, in, in with Mother Nature. You won't regret it. So yesterday I did a 11-mile a, a uh, mile in Minnewaska, and today I ran out at 11 mile. And the day before, I was up on, um, I went up to Panther and uh, Giant Ledge. Panther Mountain is one of the only, is two spots in New York State that has old growth. Panther Mountain is one of them. And the, the trees are over 500 years old up on the mountaintop. And then I was given a gift to help someone. I was on my way down and a 77-year-old man came up to me frantically. He's like, I'm lost, my brother. He's like, I'm really scared. He's like, can you, I said, man, you've got nothing to be scared of. I will take you to your car. Don't you worry. He's like, I'm hard of hearing. I said, man, no, no. I said, that's why I'm here. I said, I was put here to bring you down. So I, I, got, a, I got a gift of going up to talk to the trees. And then I got a gift to be able to help this uh, older gentleman get back down safe to his car. So I feel like spirit put me there to help that man. Like, that's how I look at life, Teokas. And when, when a moment like that happens, I feel like spirit, since I'm a little boy, told me i'm on this planet to help people so when i got that gift and i look at it as a gift he's like oh i saw your trail running and I, i'm sorry i'm slowing you down i said no man you're not slowing me down you're you're fulfilling my purpose here on the planet i said my purpose is to help people and if i'm helping you then you're you're helping fulfill my purpose and those are the moments that that really make make my day when when like i said that I, every time i come to a fork in the road whether i make the left or the right it always leads me to something beautiful every, every time that happens I, I get an experience like that even if it's a little subtle one to take a turtle out of the road so it doesn't get squashed by a car but whatever, whatever the gift is they're there hmm. it's just a matter of not whether we're open enough to receive the gift that is given to us. All right, man. Thank you so much. To see you again in the circle of life soon. All right. Right on. I look right. forward to it. All right, okay, Santi. Take care. Be well. Yeah.
and that's off of Craig Santiago's album, Heavy Like a Feather. The name of that track was Another Long Night. I could thank you for being here for First Forces Radio. And that was Craig Santi, who is an international touring musician and visual artist. And uh, when he's not in the recording studio, well, he's out hiking, like he says and talks about. And it's something to be thought about. It's not just, you know, you get out there and walk a couple of uh, blocks. That helps, too. But when you really can hike like he describes, I think that does something and gives recognition to the land, not just uh, for your pleasure. But you think about Mother Earth enjoying you walk out and with her and start understanding her a little bit differently than a walk in the park. And we are going to listen to another track from Indian City's Code Red. And this one is called Walking Around the World or Walk Around the World. The up tempo, which is really cool sometimes. I'd like to thank you for being here on First Voices Radio and join us again next week. As always, Oshimalaye Oyate Wani Wachichuelo. I could thank you. It's good for all of us to be here. I like to say I do this so that the people may live, have a pity on me, and I do the best I can here at First Voices Radio. And let's let's get out there and walk. Let's get out there. Let Mother Earth enjoy you. And think about how much that you enjoy her. Well, she answers every every question, every need that you have. And that's part of it. Think about how much she gives to you. And then how much maybe you don't give to her. Yeah, think about it that way. Again, thank you for being here. First Voices Radio. And I'm Tio Kazin, Ghost Horse. <laughs>